This podcast proudly brought to you by Moss Shot Shells. Old school is back in season. Experience superior shells when you go with Boss Shot Shells. Their premium, non-toxic bismuth shells knock birds down so hard that the old guys might just think they're shooting lead again. Make sure you check out Boss Shot Shells for your next purchase of shotgun shells. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Jordan here with a quick service announcement. Um, Guys, I used to jump into the podcast beforehand all the time. Haven't done this in forever. Um, But I got a quick service announcement for you guys. Um, I will be at the Minnesota Game Fair. It will be uh, August 9th through 11th and then 16th through 18th. Be sure to go and stop on by and say hey. Um, I'll be with HGR in the HGR booth for all those days, pretty much the whole time. So just jump over there, come and say hey. Love meeting new guys, um, waterfowl hunters that listen to the podcast or watch the YouTube videos. So definitely, if you see me there, you want to come and stay high. Um, love meeting you guys. So that'll be awesome. Um, also, our guest for tonight is Boss Shot Shell, and they are our partners. They've been our partners. Um, for a good while now and if you guys end up being interested in checking out some of their ammo um, definitely check it out through the link we got in the description Uh, it helps us out showing that our community of guys stand behind us Um, so we really appreciate that and even better you know give them a call straight to their office Um, you can talk to Meg their front at their front desk or talk to Brandon himself and he'll definitely be able to help you out talk to you one-on-one um, on giving you some advice and ammo so can't say that about a lot of companies but I've been out there a couple times in Boss Shot Shell definitely an awesome um, down-to-earth American-made company so be sure to do that um, but I think right now is a good time to jump back into the podcast all right folks let's go What's going on, folks? I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host, Elliot, freelance duck hunting, alongside me tonight, also known as Greybeard, as is a term of endearment. Um, <laughs> I like it so, when you said, what'd you say, the grayest of the beards? I thought that was the best. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, I got a story for you this week, Elliot. I was hoping you'd start right in with it, because any right. bathroom story is... Uh, <laughs> Right down my alley. Yeah, I figured. So when I when this happened today, I, the first thing I thought of was you. So did you poop your pants that. or something? Is that no, what happened? No, no. Oh. no, not that good. So, um, but yeah. So the all right. How to get into this story? Um, so I work for a small company. So small companies have perks, and they have things that are not perks. So one of the things that is uh, awesome about small companies, you, you don't have like a lot of overhead. You don't have a lot of people telling you what to do or red tape to go through. But one of the, you know, the cons to doing that is we um, don't have, <laughs> we don't have um, like a, a clean, anybody who cleans the bathroom. So what we do <laughs> is, is we take turns week to week. Um, and I think it's what, it's like two, every two weeks, somebody uh, has to take a turn in the bathroom. There's like 12 of us. So you don't have to do it very often. Um, and so every once in a while, my turn rolls around to do it every 24 weeks. And, uh, so today was my turn. So go in the bathroom, get to cleaning and I walk into the bathroom stall and I lift up the seat and somebody, I don't know what happened, but they just (laughs) splattered everywhere. High pressure situation. If somebody splatters like that, I don't know how you don't know you did that because there had to be some like grunting and groaning and it was just, yeah. I'm betting, I'm betting a hundred dollars on Hunter. 
<laughs> it could be. It could be. So I we actually had a, a new guy who started uh, this this last week, and so I brought him in the bathroom and said, "Hey, hey, man, did you do this?" <laughs> He's like, "No, it wasn't wasn't me." And I'm like, "All I know is you weren't here last week. This wasn't here last week. You're here this week. This is your this week. <laughs> so was some of it outside uh, the bowl or was it all inside? Yeah, no, it was outside the bowl. Like it was on the rim and on the bottom of the seat. Like <laughs> explosive diarrhea." Yeah, I don't know how that happens. So, yeah. <laughs> is this a is this a unisex bathroom? Because you know those ladies get in there, and sometimes well, they let we don't her have go. any ladies that work at our company. So, <laughs> did <laughs> so you clean it? Did you clean it? Yeah, got the gloves on, and <laughs> did, did, did you hear? My, uh, did you hear the story in Wichita, Kansas, about the the bomb threat recently, uh, like in the last year? <laughs> did you hear about that? No, I didn't. No. Well, so this guy apparently he goes into the bathroom um, at it was like a, at a Walmart or something <laughs> like that, and uh, there's several people in there, and he says he says y'all better get out of here because I'm about to <laughs> blow it up in here, <laughs> and they called it a bomb threat on him. He was just announcing his explosive diarrhea. Yeah, he called it a literal bomb threat on him. If you Google it, if you Google like Wichita and <laughs> about to blow it up in here there, there's a bunch of newscast of newscasters talking about it and they can't uh, keep a straight face as they're as they're reporting it <laughs> i was imagining yeah. with a deep southern accent hey, y'all i'm about to blow it up in here <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was a good southern accent or not but <laughs> no, it was it was okay <laughs> yeah so pretty much somebody blew it up in there and <laughs> And nobody wanted to take responsibility. So, how many just, people uh, did you ask about it? <laughs> a lot, like three people. <laughs> <laughs> did you take three people in there, or did you? Just yeah, about you marched no, them into the, the first bathroom. Guy, I, I told the first guy, and then the other two people came because he told them. So, <laughs> he's like, "Got to see this." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm blaming everybody." I'm, but uh, nobody, nobody's gonna own up to that, right? <laughs> If they even know they did it. So I'm just thinking you have to. Like, I don't know how that happens. Like, if something like that happens, you remember. So. Well, they call it explosive diarrhea for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I got the short straw this week. Well, that's good. Anyways. Did you have to get down on your hands and knees when you cleaned that up? No. It's uh, no. Okay. It's just like a little brush or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> You're having too much fun imagining how this went down. <laughs> All right, I don't want to stay on the subject too long. Let's. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> how's everything else been going? You you've been having a good week? No, man. Well, like I've been telling you, we just out of the blue decided to move. So it's just a mad dash to get our house listed and fix up all the things that I was too incompetent or lazy to do myself. <laughs> so I've got a team of people that aren't incompetent around me helping me get the house ready. Awesome. And so it's just been every second doing that. So yeah. I haven't had a chance to do anything, but I'm hoping at the end of the week we can get on the Kansas river and do a little one night camp out. We were, uh, golden and I were supposed to do two nights on the Kansas river cause he's back from his um, summer job. But with as much, I, I said, no, Golden, we're not doing that. You are going to come here and fix up my house for me instead. <laughs> so, so he's, very, I sit there with a whip. Man. I sit there with a whip and he works. <laughs> you sit there in the recliner, yeah. lean back. and <laughs> Yeah. I just give him a to-do list. And my to-do list is like, watch. <laughs> the golden the golden slave stands yeah. up to his reputation. Yes. No, but we are. I think we're going to be able to get a night on the river. Um, the water's up so high that it's. Well, it's, it's a little bit lower now, but it's come up so high that some of the islands are on the river. It's just cleaned them out. It's, it's just like sand and, and low-hanging trees and stuff. So we're going to try to get on at least do one night camping on an island um, in the sand. I don't think I'm taking the camera with me. I just think I'm going to go and just completely relax. So I'm hoping to get that done. I think we will get that done. Awesome. Cool. And then there's little Georgie. I, did, I put out Georgie vlog number three on Monday. So that that was good. She's doing awesome still. Didn't nice. I didn't almost kill her this last week, so things are improving. <laughs> a little bit better, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been uh I've been working with Chief a little bit too. Um time is narrowing down. We're at uh at the time of this recording, we're at T minus, you know, 
one month and one day till season. So I've actually started uh, taking Chief uh, out of the backyard. I got another uh, property I can go on, um, and they got open fields and they got a pond. So we're going to finish off his training there. I'm going to try to go almost every day over there all the way up to September. And then where he's at, I mean, I probably won't do much more after September because we just get so busy with creating content. Um, podcasts will go up to two a week um, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really trying to get him where I want him in that last month, kind of finish off strong. And I, I don't know if I'll make it. I mean, he's doing good, but a lot of these things at the, at the end, it's just kind of reputation. Or repu- why, why can't I think of the word? Repetition. repetition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, repetition um, to kind of, you know, get it down pat. So. I can't wait to see him um, and see how he does in teal season because, I mean, I went hunt with him, what, four different hunts last year. And so it's going to be really interesting to see the fruits of um, your labor there with him. It'll, that'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. That teal season's coming fast. I was trying to think today because for our early teal hunt, we've got five or six people hunting and we got to figure out the groups from day one to day two and who's going to hunt with each other and... Ben Page is dying to hunt with fumbles, he said. So, well, I, I want to put it to paper here soon, but man, I'm getting excited for that. But your your first deal hunt September first, right? Um, actually, I think it'll be uh early goose. Early so, goose. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. I'll probably get on. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get on till before then because I'll have to go up to Michigan a little bit further, harder to get up for a pre work hunt um out of state. So. <laughs> okay. It's coming. Yeah, it'll be good. So, um, our guest for tonight is, um, Bashat Shell. We got Brandon, um, and Justin O'Brien, two of the guys from over there. They're going to jump on and they got a lot of new stuff, a lot of cool stuff happening. So we're really excited to get them in here and, um, pick the brain about everything going on with Bashat Shell. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, real quick, we got a word from our partners and we'll jump back into the podcast. And we forgot to talk about the barrel stickers and social media things. So I don't know if we want to hit that right on. Let's just on hit it the right now. Side of the sponsor break, or let's okay. hit it right now before we Me switch. So um, I'll go for it. Okay. You want to all right. It? So okay. real quick. All right. So the. Um, all right, and make sure um, also, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to remember Take where we're at. Two. Ready? Go. All right, guys, make sure real quick, um, if you haven't done so, drop over there to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Review. We really appreciate it. helps us out a ton. Um, right now, we're doing the giveaway for the barrel stickers. So we got black and we got white ones. Just make sure to email me a picture of your review and your address and what color you want, and we'll get one sent your way. Um, we still got some left of those. Um, also, Titus. Mid-Valley Mercenary, the MVM show, um, our brother podcast, putting out some great content. Elliot's podcast just came out um, with him within the last week, and I was on there uh, the week before. So definitely make sure you jump over there and check out um, all the good stuff Titus has going on with his podcast. All right, and now quick word from our partners, and we'll jump right into the podcast. Gunner's American-made dog boxes come with a lifetime warranty and the market's only CPS crash test certification. The guys over at Gunner Kennels have conducted major stress tests to show just how strong they really are, like applying 4,000 pounds of force, dropping a 630-pound hammer from 8 feet, and shooting it with a 12-gauge shotgun at 7 paces with no bullet penetration. Engineered for your dog and built for your peace of mind. Gunner doesn't cut any corners. Nothing comes close to the G1. Go to GunnerKennels.com and use code DuckGun10 at checkout for 10% off your next purchase. We are back from the break and we are joined by Justin O'Brien of Boss Shot Shell. So how are you doing tonight, Justin? Doing pretty good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Really appreciate you. Uh, joining us to talk about all the cool stuff you guys got going on over there at Boss Shot Shell. And uh, for those of you guys uh, who have been listeners for a while, you guys know we had um, Boss Shot Shell on uh, a while back. We had Brandon on. Um, So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you jump back to that one as well. Great, great um, podcast as well. Um, But for tonight, Justin O'Brien, we're super pumped to have you on. but first, before we really get into the nitty gritty of the podcast, you know, let us know a little bit about who you are and what you got going on. 
Well, uh, Justin O'Brien, born and raised here in Michigan um, my whole life. Uh, love duck hunting, goose hunting. Prefer to shoot ducks, but unfortunately where we're at in Michigan, we got a shit ton of honkers. So chasing honkers from September 1st through uh, the middle of February. Um, been a sheriff's deputy for going on 14 years now. So that's just my full-time job. Um, helping out Brandon in every way I can to promote Boss. It's a great company, great product. Live and die um, for it and behind it 100% of the way. So just a little bit about me. I've uh, been married for nine years. Got two young boys, three and five. Uh, hoping to get them into the duck hunting game here real soon. So they're starting to show interest. Uh, I'm going to take my little guy out for the first time this year and get him in the blind when it's nice and warm. and get after it so that's that's basically it about me though awesome well uh we definitely appreciate your uh service um being with the the sheriff for all those years um another thing we wanted to hit on is i know you told me when we had a phone conversation before the podcast and um got you to know you a little bit through that but uh how did you and uh brandon uh become friends so kind of crazy story um well not super crazy but uh, brandon actually started a business with one of my um, really good friends that i work with and was actually a roommate of mine before i was married um, they started a golf shop together so just got to know him from that um, i liked golf too so hanging out there come to find out he likes to hunt so invited him out on a few hunts and ever since that day we've just been hanging out man doing the thing he started boss and I saw where he was going with it and right up my alley so just made for a better friendship and basically been hunting every day since then together when i'm going out he's going out too so that's just how it started though through mutual friends awesome and so one thing you kind of alluded to is uh you've been behind uh boss and and helping out with that um all the way since the beginning so kind of tell tell us a little bit about the journey um as far as that goes so Brandon, basically, you know, he's running his full-time shop here, Ultra Seal, and uh, over the summer, he's like, dude, I'm making these shotgun shells. I want you to check them out. So got together, I came over here. He loaded me up, actually a case, and uh, never looked back from there, man. I just, the penetration, the power behind what he's got going on, just a great shell, so. Once he decided to go full-time and launch this company, I was like, hey dude, is there any chance I can start a fan page on Facebook, you know, just to help out, get the word out there, answer questions for you, and just do whatever I can to help out. So that's that's where it all started. So awesome. um, when, you, when you, what were you shooting before you switched to Boss, just out of curiosity? So for a long time, I was, I was under the belief of, so I shoot a Benelli Super Black Eagle 1. That's been my go-to. I got that gun when I was 19 years old. Uh, been shooting it for a really long time and I was I was throwing three and a half inch BBs or twos in there consistently shooting the black cloud shooting the Kent buying into all the steel gimmicks you know hypersonic came out shot those um, tried and true though I was probably shooting three and a half inch ounce and a half black cloud BBs for honkers and then ducks two shot so what did what was the biggest difference you noticed when you made the switch and actually got them in the field at just less less wounded birds, uh, better shooting percentage type, or what what was the main draw that you saw? Um, I'd always shot a full choke myself, whether it be factory full or you know I was shooting Carlson's long range most of the time, and the patterns just sucked with steel. So when Brandon got some basically he made me start off shooting four and five shot which it was a game changer for me you know <laughs> who wants to shoot four shot at giant you know 20 pound local honkers um so i got out on the patterning board though with my factory full choke out of that super black eagle and at 30 yards i mean i was looking at anywhere from 85 to 90 percent hits and that 40 yards you know was still holding pretty tight 75 80 percent there so we got out in the field the first time. I remember it was September 1st, opening day here in Michigan. And I had the two and three quarter, four and fours in my gun. And first flock of honkers, they just did it right. And I just remember I wrecked, I believe, two on that first group. And I had a couple guys next to me shooting steel. 
and my birds are laying out there dead. We were in a cow pasture, birds are just laying out there dead and their geese are walking around, you know, with broken wings and just, just a mess. And, you know, ever since that day, I haven't looked back. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a big change from a lot of, um, I don't know if you want to call it like traditional thought on um, goose hunting, where it's like you said, uh, everybody wants to run uh, three and a half inch shells, double B. Um, but yeah, switching to four bismuth is just, uh, you know, it's got to be a game changer. Definitely. And, you know, I'm on, I'm on the Facebook fan page constantly answering questions for people. And it's been really difficult trying to change guys' minds. They just, you, you see that BB, they're like, big shot, you know, big birds, big shot. But I think if people would just take a chance, buy a box of shells, shoot some patterns, and just, just trust in your gun and your ability to shoot, and you get so much more shot downrange. You're just getting cleaner and effective kills with the bismuth compared to the steel shot, just bouncing off feathers and whatnot. So I started awesome. duck hunting the first year that they outlawed lead so i don't know i wonder what size lead they were using for geese back then so my dad my dad was old enough to shoot lead and he's actually a big sub gauge shooter so he is super pumped for what's coming down the road he he's a 16 gauge guy odd gun but he loves it he's got like seven different 16 gauges so he would always tell me that on when he would jump ponds or you know shoot ducks he was shooting six shot and then for geese he was always four or fives whatever if he had if he can get some some three inch magnums fives even the copper plated stuff which alludes into what brandon's doing now with copper plating the bismuth but all those old timers they were four and five shot religiously for honkers and fives and sixes for you know ducks so <laughs> Yeah, it is uh, definitely a, a different world for sure. But uh, um, kind of cool, like you said, to see some of that stuff coming back around um, with the non-toxic bismuth shot. So um, something you just m mentioned is the copper coating, and that's new from the last time we had you on the podcast. So uh, what, what kind of benefits are you guys seeing from uh, going to the copper coated? So just... The little bit of copper Brandon's putting on this bismuth shot, you're getting some increased surface hardness, so you're getting less deformation from the, the pellets themselves, which is causing less drag through the tissue, through these birds, and it's just been lights out. I mean, shooting the ballistics gel the other day, Brandon shot um, at 40 yards, he was getting five and an eighth inch of penetration on that. And then he compared it to an old lead shell. I think it was like a 1958 Remington lead number fours in the same payload, which only got five inches. So just even slightly better. So it's just crazy to think about just adding that little bit of copper, how much of a difference it's making. Wow. Awesome. So it just makes a better pattern at a longer distance because the, the pellets don't um, get deformed and, and don't just fly off inconsistently is that yeah exactly because bismuth like lead is soft to nature so adding that little bit of hardness from the coppers keeping those pellets you know keeping having less deformation which is causing less drag as they're going through the tissue so it's just clean kills man can't beat it now with what i was wondering i was talking to jordan the other day um is there some reason why no one tries to make the entire shell out of copper is it a price or what about copper it stops people from making it entirely out of copper I, it's just got to be a price point i think it would be ridiculously expensive to just shoot okay. copper shells i think i'm i'm no shotgun shell expert but i think there were a few companies that made copper copper loads but i think price point is just the main reason why you're not doing a whole copper so copper is even more expensive to buy than than uh tungsten or bismuth or anything like that i i don't quote me on it, but okay. <laughs> more expensive than business for sure. I don't know about yeah. tung tungsten's re ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I know you guys have been uh, doing tons of uh, testing, kind of alluding back to the patterning. Um, what would you say, kind of, what kind of uh, increase in pattern percentage are you guys seeing um, from you're going from just the regular bismuth to the copper coating? I would say probably a little over five percent on each each pattern there, more uniformity with the copper coating compared to the, the regular bismuth. So I know the first few patterns he threw up, you were seeing anywhere from like 85 to 90% at 30 yards with the, the old 
unplated bismuth and then as soon as you put that copper on there we were seeing 95 97 even 100 sometimes depending on the gun for you know pattern within a 30 inch circle at 30 yards which is just lights out yeah that's 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 incredible numbers i cannot i've never shot it i cannot wait to shoot it this season you gotta get, so it, gotta get after it dude <laughs> yeah yeah so excited awesome um so some of the um well no, another question we had about this and um, maybe you got some real world experience um with some of your your uh shooting you've done this past year but um what would you say as far as your choke selection does the copper coating uh change what kind of choke you want to go with or are you sticking with um what you've run uh with just your plain old um uh bismuth shells and did we lose justin there looks like we lost justin there for a second let's see if we can have him jump back in real quick while we're waiting yes <laughs> i forgot oh. got people here hanging out i see uh titus and matt what's up guys yeah what's up guys i'm really excited to see um what these shells do i mean i'm and how how it will affect um my hunting you know, last year i only lost one bird the whole year or maybe it was two one or two i can't remember two maybe so i don't i don't lose a lot of birds but we certainly have crippled birds on the water and i'm i'm certainly hoping that it just knocks them stone dead a lot bigger percentage of the time is my hope with it yeah no it should be good um yeah like i've actually tried it um i, I was able to get a a box right before the end of season um and so i ran them um on my last goose hunt and first bird i shot you know just dropped him but dropped him dead so all right i think i'm back great. in awesome <laughs> um and justin's back for all the people listening live um and he didn't just, plug me in <laughs> trust me it's not the first time we've had uh, uh technical difficulties all right uh, doing things over the internet you know yep uh, <laughs> gotta love technology yeah, I gotta love it, gotta hate it. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask the question I was um, asking you right before you cut out. So, um, question I got uh, about chokes. So, before we talked to Brandon about choke tubes and choke selection, and he was urging us to go with a tighter pattern for bismuth. I think uh, just due to the deformation of um, the the BBs as they're getting compressed through the barrel, uh, the flyers and all that kind of stuff. Well, now you got the copper coated, um, so that should help some with that. So, um, is it still suggested when shooting boss shot shell and bismuth to go with a tighter choke, or is it okay? Um, Elliot's a big fan of going with um, chokes that are uh, more wide open. So, is it okay to use with this copper coating and still hold a, a pretty good pattern um, with the copper coating? Does that help with that? So. I'm just going to go ahead and say keep shooting full choke if you can. Clean kill, clean miss type type of thing. But with the copper coating, you are able to open it up a little more. So we're seeing great patterns with improved modifieds and even modified chokes. If you got ducks decoying, there's no reason you're shooting four, five, six shot. You can't open that up with a modified choke. Definitely awesome. no reason not. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be perfect for Elliot because I know he's uh, a big fan of, of just spray uh, and pray. Doing that. <laughs> uh no i i see spray and pray when i hear the the term spray and pray i think of that as like 60 yard shots and just 10 guys unloading it, it is nice having a little more open pattern though especially if you got decoying birds yeah definitely. i mean there there was a lot of research done by tom oh my gosh what was his name jordan we just talked about him tom bruce i can't remember he he did tons of ballistics research and and different choke sizes for steel in any way and and he's kind of the main guy behind all the charts that you see if you look up online like what chokes are most effective at what distances and and all of his research shows that between 15 and 35 yards your modified is just going to do a better job than any of the chokes so i've just always gone with the and we don't hardly ever shoot above 40 45 yards so i've i've personally always just gone with modified and sometimes during teal we've even gone improved Oh yeah, for sure, shooting those little rockets. Yeah, and they get in. They get in pretty close for Elliot too, so he gets a yeah. 
little 10 15 yard hovering shots yeah well, yeah 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 so i've always just gone with those loads i you'd be happy with your modified with boss i don't think you're gonna have any issues with that and i was actually laughing a little bit thinking about this i was listening to one of your guys podcasts you guys were talking about water swatting which <laughs> completely piqued my interest because i wanted to talk about that with you guys for a little bit oh yes let's do it if if a duck lights in my decoys i won the game he's getting it i'm sorry yeah it is what no, it that's is. uh I don't care what anybody thinks or what anybody says. I think it's ethical. You you mastered it. You decoyed a bird, which is not an easy thing to do. So if yeah. your first shot's got to be on the water, it's got to be on the water. I'm good with it. i got to say I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping <laughs> there was going to be some kind of debate breakout here. I've, always, I've, I've thought many times on trying to get someone on that disagreed with us on that so we could have a little friction, but... Yeah. There isn't a hunter in this world that's out in the swamp by themselves in a duck lights that's not shooting at it. I don't care who they are, <laughs> what they say. They're full of shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we man, we've gone through that topic a lot and really fleshed out our our feelings on the old water swatting, and we certainly agree with you. Yeah. Uh, if a goose lands, do you not shoot a goose standing in a cornfield if it lands? Like, come on, there's no yeah. difference. You yeah, won the no. game. Take advantage of it. Yeah. It's harder to shoot them on the water sometimes. <laughs> well, it's yeah. I feel I've always felt like um, you know their heads right there, and I, I mean, I've always felt yeah. like it's the most ethical, especially like if a if a Drake mallard lands at about forty yards. If I'm going to kill him, I feel like I've got a much better chance at swatting it than by the time I pull the trigger, he shoots up, he's at 45, 50, you know. Exactly. So. Especially with the wind and everything else, just give yeah. it to him. Absolutely. Well, Amen. Most people don't have uh, as poor of shooting as you, Elliot, so. <laughs> uh, we can, you know, Jordan, you and I keep our shooting percentages, so I don't think you want to go down that path. Oh, my God. If I kept a log on my shooting percentages, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't we, even want to see it. Well, we do, and the, the fun thing about it, is that once you get into keeping your shooting percentages, your shot selection, if, you, if you're if you into it and you're, you're paying attention to it, your shot selection becomes much more conservative. I can definitely see that. You got that in the back of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's one. Of, it's just fun for me. And so I've, I've learned to eliminate the crazy third shot. If you can le- eliminate the crazy third shot. That's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, when I take the crazy third shot, it ends up me walking about 400 yards. So... <laughs> Like it's easy for me not to pull on that one. Got you. No dog. Well, no. I, I've got a dog. She's old and she's not going to okay. do a four hundred yard retrieve. But you know those birds that sail off and you see them drop way out there. She's not to the level of four hundred yards. Got it. All right. Well, um, another topic we wanted to hit up. Kind of changing changing subjects here, but uh, subjects, not subjects. But <laughs> um, we've heard um, a little bit of buzz from. Uh, some of these uh, waterfowl magazines like uh, Fowl, uh, Wildfowl and DU um, about everything you got going on. But one thing that's uh, you know being said is that you guys are the what is it the banquet brand? Is that what boutique 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 boutique? That's like a cuss word here for Brandon. <laughs> he does not want to be seen as a boutique shop. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So I, I think it's hilarious. It. I, I don't even know what it means. What's that mean? Something fancy, apparently. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Every chance I get, though, I, I stab him with the boutique. <laughs> you're like uh, in some kind of meeting about it, and you're like, "What? what is this, a boutique brand? <laughs> exactly. So well, no, You guys have uh, certainly crushed it with, with social media because I feel like every time you turn around, people are talking about Boss. I just see I, it everywhere. I think it's it's awesome, man. Like I, I have truly enjoyed running the page on Facebook and having the ability to just talk to as many people as I can and and preach about something I truly passionate and believe in. And then you take a look at Instagram and what Lee's doing over there, his his mind is just, it's amazing. He is just one amazing photographer and he's always got an awesome story to tell. So I look forward to seeing the Instagram post myself. Like I sit around every day hoping a new one pops up so I can just read it and get back <laughs> on Facebook and engage with folks. I, I just, it's been fun. It's been a real treat. Yeah, no, uh, with Lee, he's kind of, uh, what do people call him, the godfather of, of waterfowl yeah, marketing he, or something something along those lines? He truly is. He's had his hand in a little bit of everything when it comes to the outdoor industry. So he is someone that if you're around, you want to listen to and take in everything he has to say. So it's been cool. I got, got to meet him a couple times now and got to hang out. We went to a Whitey Morgan concert over in Chicago and 
have a few drinks and just talk and just a great guy great family too awesome that's cool that's great to hear so yeah it's definitely uh, make sure you guys check out Bosch shot shell over there on instagram like i said um all those photos are from from lee and he is one of the the best if not the best and most legendary photographers out there um and also a, a brand builder i mean he's just uh like you said he, he's great at promoting it through story and it's just you know it's really really cool so you don't want to miss out on on that instagram so uh what kind of what kind of plans you guys got um for basha shot shell this coming summer so actually this weekend august 3rd and 4th um there's going to be a booth at the saginaw bay waterfall festival and that's in bay city michigan um brandon's going to be there i'm going to try and swing through saturday i have to work um for the sheriff's department but i definitely want to get out there and see some of our local michiganders but that's the first stop and then game fair the next weekend and the next weekend after that in minnesota in anoka minnesota um i'm super pumped to get out to game fair something i've never experienced before i hear a bunch of wonderful things about it gonna be tons of companies there so i'm just excited to hang out help out at the booth and do some adventuring on my own see what's what it's all about awesome that's actually uh, gonna be pretty cool because I'll, I'll be out there at game fair as well for both weekends so i'll make sure to swing by and we can uh meet face to face and say hey definitely i'm packing a um a cooler full of michigan craft beer if you like to drink so <laughs> awesome i will have uh some good dandies in there for you guys good stuff i'm actually not much of a drinker but oh, okay I'll definitely i'll definitely uh stop by and say hey <laughs> all right sounds good um so as far as uh waterfowl hunting this coming season you got much going on for your waterfowl season oh definitely i am pumped september 1st opens up for us um we get a 30-day early goose season with a five bird limit so i'm gonna be hell on wheels scouting here in about two weeks to get after it so i've already That's stopped a- off saw all my farmers hooked them up with the gift cards the christmas hams so I'm ready to go, man. Good, good stuff. So that's a, that's a lot of geese, though. Five bird, five bird limit. Yep, we get five per day um, early season, and then regular season we drop down to three birds, and late season's three birds as well. So we got a lot of resident geese here in Michigan. Um, I definitely say our state's pretty underrated for waterfowl hunting when it comes to uh, honkers. We've got more than we know what to do with. Awesome. Um, so I guess right now is probably, well, actually, I was going to say lightning round, but there's a couple more um, things that are new and upcoming in Boss I wanted to hit on. Um, and um, word has it that you guys are going to be um, releasing some subloads, and you kind of uh, mentioned that uh, earlier on in the podcast. But what, what do you guys got going on for that? So Brandon the Wizard has been working on the sub gauge loads. Um, you're going to see 410. 28 gauge and 16 gauge this season before right after game fair i think he wants to drop them on the website good stuff are you going to be shooting any of those uh i'm definitely going to uh brush the dust off some of my dad's 16 gauge he's got a remington 1100 that i really want to get out and shoot some ducks with in 16 gauge so i think it's going to be deadly i'm excited i know he (laughs) is too he's been tired of shooting uh his 12 gauge he's excited to get the 16 gauge back out so yeah that should be cool um i definitely uh would i think it'd be cool to see it in uh 410 especially for uh youth shooters having something with that high density um out of a 410 um, could be a real benefit to youth is, is that kind of the target market for the 410 definitely definitely for the youth hunters um i think it's going to be a three quarter ounce load and i believe he said number fives so definitely get the youth out, let them chase some ducks with those old single shot 410s. Um, I think TriStar even makes a semi-auto 410 now. So for around 300 bucks too. So when, to when, your... when will that 410 uh, ammo be out? It should be out right after the second weekend of game fair. Um, it's been crazy around here. Brandon's been loading 20 gauge and 12 gauge like crazy. So can take some stuff out to the show in Michigan this weekend and game fair. So as soon as we get back from Minnesota after weekend two, I think he wants to put the sub gauge stuff up on the website so everybody can get after it. 
Yeah, my daughter is uh, going to be a sixth grader this year, and uh, I've got a Mossberg 500 410 that my boys used back in, you know, when they were going through the process. And this summer, for the first time, she hasn't shot it yet, but so that's the first goal. In a few days, we're going to go shoot it, and man, I would love to have some better ammo for those 410s. It's hard to kill a duck with a 410. I've never tried it. I don't think I'm ever going to try it, <laughs> but it's going to be an option for this year for sure. Well, my oldest killed his first duck with the 410. He it was a teal, and he just he crushed it. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> it's crazy now. Like at least here in Michigan, we have the apprentice program now, so these kids can get a gun in their hand and hunt at like seven and eight years old. When I started waterfowl hunting, we couldn't wing shoot until we were 12. Mm. So at 12, I was already shooting a 20 gauge. So I guess it would have been a totally different ball game if I'd have been able to shoot at seven or eight years old. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask about is on some of your loads, it um, looks like you guys are going to be coming out with um, some like four sixes and, and some different shells like that. Can you uh, go ahead and tell us some about that? Yeah, so Brandon's doing a three five blend and a four six blend, um, both in 12 and 20 gauge. The 20 gauge is a three inch ounce and an eighth load offered in both those three five and four six, and then and 12 gauge, two and three quarter, you're gonna see three fives and four sixes available. And then in three inch, he's doing a three five as well, but there won't be a three inch four six option. Now, can you explain what that means, a three five versus a four six? So basically when he's pouring the shot into the shells, it's just an, an even 50-50 blend of the two. Um, just a quick theory on that is that the smaller six shots gonna follow that four shot into the bird for penetration. The patterns have been lights out, just absolutely lights out. And I know he made a bunch of the three five um, blend last year for a few of the outfitters that bought Boss. So the clients weren't switching loads, you know, between ducks and geese, because not everybody's buying into the concept of you can shoot geese with five shot yet. Huh. So it just, great reviews, it was killing birds, so he's sticking with it. Oh, that'd be cool. So is, uh, is that kind of the main the main thought behind it, just having dual purpose or, or what, uh, I guess, what, what benefits do you get from having um, that dual shot size? Brandon likes to say it's for the person that's indecisive, the guy that, <laughs> that can't just trigger and buy a four shot, so he feels more comfortable because there's three, five in the gun. I'm just going to be honest, that's, that's basically what it's for. Okay, so. so there's no, like if you were going to pick your shell yourself, would you go with a four, a five, a six, or a four, six? <laughs> I'm a four shot guy. I'm okay. a four shot guy all the way. Brandon's a five shot guy. We argue about it all the time. Um, <laughs> September 1st, I'm rolling two and three quarter, ounce and a quarter, four shot. That's what I'm rolling at Honkers, opening okay. day. I switched last year when it got cold, and our late season starts around January 20th. And those honkers got an inch of fat on them, so I switched to the three-inch shells for that ounce and a half, just for a little bit more shot. I was shooting three-inch fours though, and hammering geese. All right. So the only reason you'll switch to a three from a two and three-quarter, because I'm still, I still have a hard time going down to two and three-quarter, and I don't know if it's just been preached so much that the three-inch is the way to go. Um, that's been that's been really difficult to instill in people. So shell length, it, there's no value in the length of the shell. It's, it's basically how much shot is inside your shell. So you see that ounce and a quarter, that's how much shot you have in your shell. You step up to the boss three inch and you get an ounce and a half. So most companies that are selling three inch steel shot are putting an ounce and a quarter in a three inch shell. And boss is able to do that in, an, in a two and three quarter inch shell because of the bismuth not being as hard as that steel so you can pack it in, in the smaller shell. So try not to pay attention to shell length. It's, it's been hard. Um, most three and a half inch shells are only like an ounce and three eighths, which boss can also put in a two and three quarter inch shell. So the three inch ounce and a half are just hammers. Like uh, I've got a good friend, Boone, lives just north of us. He shot some mallards last year with the three inch shells and the three inch fives and he couldn't even eat them. I mean, you get ducks coming in close and you're throwing 280 pellets at them. It's game over. So, two and three yeah, quarter, it's, a lot of, it's all you it's need. a lot of BBs. <laughs> I know it's hard to get over. The first time I threw them in my gun, I was like, what in the hell am I doing? But yeah. the proof's no. in the pudding, man. The, the shit works for real. Awesome. Um, and real quick, a few questions from our Facebook group. Um, we have uh, some questioning about 
where people can find um, information on patterning as far as is there any kind of data out there to find patterning? And I kind of know a little bit of the question or the answer to this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and let you answer it. Um, for patterning with Boss, jump on the fan page, uh, Boss Shot Shells fan page on Facebook. Um, tons of guys are throwing their pattern picks up, but the best thing you can do as an individual is take your shotgun outside, put up a piece of cardboard, shoot it at 30 yards, then draw your, your 30 inch circle around it and, and see what your gun can do. Try all your different chokes. Um, I'm a firm believer in factory chokes after seeing what they do with boss there's no need to spend eighty dollars on a pattern master when your gun came with a choke the company that made your gun knew what they were doing when they made your gun they also knew what they were doing when they made the choke so believe in your factory full go out and test your gun yourself and get after it awesome um and then we got um, a couple questions a couple people were asking about inventory um uh, what what are your inventory levels? Are, are you guys uh, ramping up towards season, or um, should people be expect to be able to log onto the website and um, so go on that? So sometimes the website shows stuff is out of stock. Um, definitely, that's just because people are ordering like crazy. So if you see something you want and it's not on the website, the phone number's on the website. Pick it up and call Meg at the shop. Is amazing at her job. She will hook you up if it's not actually available they will make it that day and get it shipped to you so so don't be afraid to pick up the phone and order something old school the old school way um, refresh your browser too I've had issues where I've been on the website because I run some waffles on the on the fan page so I'll be on the website I order everything through the website just like everybody else does so I'll be on there and it'll show out of stock because I didn't close my browser from the last time I was on there so refresh your browser check it out and uh, yeah, like I said, if you can't get it on the website, call the shop, talk to Meg, and get you squared away for sure. Alrighty. I uh, did see something on there. The guy said the waterfall inventory was low. All of those loads are for waterfall. So if that helps out a little bit too. I think it has to do with seeing five and six shot and guys don't correlate that with uh, waterfall <laughs> loads, so. Yeah. Um, another question we had, and I'm just going to go ahead and ask a question, um, but uh, can someone that reloads their own shells find a recipe to build something close to Boss Shot Shell? Absolutely, and I know Brandon is always here and always available to take phone calls. Um, I'm not going to spit the recipe out online, but <laughs> <laughs> I know he will gladly talk to anybody that wants to call and talk about it because he's a nut when it comes to this stuff. So high quality powder, high quality um, hulls, high quality wads, and you're not going to get the same shot because he's making that stuff in house here. So, But anybody that wants to call up, shoot the shit with him and bounce off recipes, I know he's all about it. He's open to listen to stuff too. So definitely give awesome. a call and talk to Brandon. And the rest of his question kind of goes along with that. So I think that, that answers all of his question on there. So um, I'm scroll through here. The other one, um, Nathan asked about 16-gauge shell. And, yes, they're coming out with subloads before season. Yep, one ounce, 16-gauge loads will be in four, five, and six shot for this season. Awesome. And just double-checking, make sure we got them all. Awesome. All right, I think it's a, a perfect time to jump to the lightning round. Lightning round is quick questions with quick answers and helps us get to know you a little better as a waterfowler. So let's jump right into it. Water swat, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your dream gun? <laughs> dream gun. Um, it hasn't been built yet. Stay tuned. Awesome. That's a similar answer to the last time we had Brandon on. So. <laughs> yeah, just, just stay tuned. Alrighty, um, and uh, what size shot for ducks? Fours. What size shot for geese? Fours. <laughs> and uh, preferred to hunt ducks or geese? I prefer to hunt ducks for sure. Awesome. And uh, how many pintails do you shoot in Michigan? Oh my God, I've shot three in my lifetime. If that tells you anything. It's better than me. <laughs> That's just in Michigan, though. I've been fortunate enough to get out and hunt Saskatchewan, out west a little bit, so and down south. Awesome. 
And uh, what is your favorite um, terrain for hunting ducks and geese? Um, cornfield, for sure. On both? Yep, both. If I can get mallards in a dry field, I'm a happy camper. Awesome. Um, I've, uh, I've yet to really do that a ton. You're going to have to come up here. Awesome. <laughs> well, I, I will have my Michigan license this year. so Perfect. We'll have to get together. Awesome. Um, are you face paint or no face paint? No face paint. No face paint. Do you Just, use face I, mask? Yes, I do use a face mask. A-frames or layout blinds in a cornfield? In a cornfield, layout blinds, but I'd prefer to shoot out of an A-frame. <laughs> if I can hide it, I'll definitely run the A-frame all day. Nothing better than shooting here with your ass, you know, being able to get up and shoot instead of laying down on a layout blind. Yep, definitely agree to that. Um, am I missing some, Elliot? I feel like I'm missing. No, I think you got them all. Awesome. All right. Well, go ahead and let people know where they can find Boss Shot Shell um, on social media, Facebook, your Facebook group, all that good stuff. So for Facebook, um, Boss Shot Shell's fan page, you can find me there 24-7. As long as I'm not sleeping, I'll answer your questions. And if I'm asleep when I wake up, I'll hit you up. So PM me. <laughs> um, Instagram, at Boss Shot Shell's www.bossshotshells.com for ordering. Uh, the phone number's on there. Like I said, if you see something up there that you can't get, call the shop. Talk to Meg. She will square you away. No better customer service in the waterfall industry, in my opinion. Awesome. And guys, if uh, I know we do have some fans up in Minnesota. If you're at Game Fair, make sure to swing on by and say hey over to the crew at Boss Shot Shell. Um, I'll be out there as well, so definitely be out there and checking them out as well. So, alrighty, really appreciate you come on, coming on, Justin, and uh, filling us in on everything new and upcoming with Boss Shot Shell. And me and Ellie are definitely excited uh, for this coming season and making the switch over to Boss Shot Shell. So it should definitely uh, be for a good season. So, um, any last words, Elliot? No, I just appreciate you being on here, and it's just really cool to see what you guys are doing and how boss is just kind of taking taking waterfowl hunting by storm it's really cool so wish you guys luck thank you man it's crazy it hasn't even been a year yet so i'm super excited <laughs> to see what's going to happen it's just uh it's an insane whirlwind but we're riding it and i'm loving it so thank you guys awesome all right guys i am jordan from duck gun chronicles elliot from freelance duck and justin from boss shot shell and we'll see you guys on the next one Thanks, guys.